Man, there's more balloons in the sky over the United States of America than there are in Jerry Nadler's arteries. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. I don't know what country's trying to give our airspace an angioplasty, but they keep filling us so full of balloons. It's um, it's ridiculous. I uh, hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. We're back. We've got a lot of stuff we have to cover today. It was a busy weekend. It was Super Bowl Sunday yesterday, and the Philadelphia Eagles um, were, were uh, beaten by the Kansas City Chiefs, which means that Philadelphians just, I mean, erupted into a rage and started destroying their own city. Now, keep, keep in mind, had they won, they would have done the same thing, only it wouldn't have been in rage, it would have been in excitement. Same exact, look, the police react the same way in Philadelphia no matter what happens. If they win the Super Bowl or they lose the Super Bowl, it's weird, they're going to have the same exact reaction uh, to either one. We'll get into that a little bit here in just a minute. Also, something happened right before the game with Philadelphia fans in Phoenix that I wanted to mention uh, because everyone was all annoyed by it, but I'm going to be honest with you, I was all about it. I, I thought the, here, these people have the right idea. And uh, like I said, I don't want to do too much Super Bowl stuff because we're apparently being invaded by China or aliens or that old dude from up. Somebody is somebody's just filling our sky with these balloons and we keep shooting them down here. Canada, the Yukon, Huron, uh, Lake Huron. I mean, they're all over the place and it doesn't look like there's any end in sight. Also, the Joe Biden administration is not telling us what they are. That's another problem. But uh, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Before we begin, I'd like to tell you that uh, we uh, we have been all weekend long, man. People have been clamoring for our top secret document notepads. And these notepads, these are these are one of my favorite things that we've ever offered. Uh, Not, you know, as a sponsorship, not just because they're great, not just because, look, I take notes on them all the time. I write on them. They 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 feel great, but they look so cool. They're so funny. Everybody comments. Every single person comments, top secret document notepads. Those are great. Is that Joe Biden and his Corvette on each uh, piece of paper? Yes, it is. Is that redactions on the bottom? It sure is. What is this thing over here in the corner? Oh, that's an ice cream stain. Uh, in fact, these things look so realistic that I, I, I ordered myself some. Um, oh, you know, I always tell people this. I, whenever I have a new product, I order it from the warehouse just to make sure the packaging's okay, just to make sure the USPS isn't destroying it on the way over. And I opened it up and I noticed at the, you know, at the bottom, we made it look weathered and old. Like these have been sitting in someone's garage for, well, you know, years. And, uh, and I looked at it, I go, why is this thing all bent and torn? And I go, oh no, wait, that's the way we designed it. So they really look good. And of course the ice cream stain to me takes the cake. Pun, pun totally intended there. Um, but anyway, you can get these at topsecretnotepad.com. And remember when you get them, not only do you get high quality notepads made in America, Great conversation starter, great gift for anybody. Conservatives, Democrats, they're all going to love them. Uh, but you also help support this show and this podcast and our quest to save the Republic each and every day. So, uh, and like I said, they're going, I mean, they're going like hotcakes. Every, you're going to see these everywhere before too long. I was going to buy a Super Bowl ad. I was like, you know what I should do? I should buy a Super Bowl ad for the top secret document notepads. Cause then I bet I'd sell a whole bunch. But I thought to myself, you know what? A, it probably wouldn't get approved. Probably they'd be like, ah, we don't want any controversial political advertising because nobody does. I try to advertise on, advertise these on Facebook and they're like, no political ads. And I go, it's not a political ad. It's an ad for a piece, pad of paper. But, you know, because of it makes fun of Joe Biden and his ineptitude, I guess they consider that political Facebook statement. No one will let me advertise these anywhere. Um, and I imagine, I imagine Fox's Super Bowl programming would have been also it's $7 million for a 30 second spot. So because I thought, you know, eh, it's political, they're going to shoot it down. 
also at $7 million, I could probably spend that on something, you know, kids got to go to college and my daughter's birthday is coming up. So I decided to save my money. Um, and I'm just, uh, I'm just going to tell you guys about it. Top secret document notepads, go to topsecretnotepad.com Or if you're watching on social media, click the link in the bio. It'll take you right there and you can get as many as your little heart desires. All right, let's talk. Let's start maybe with the Super Bowl ad, shall we? And then we'll get more to the balloons. The Super Bowl is big for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's the biggest game of the year. It's the final football game of the year. It's for the championship. It's uh, this year, especially you had the two number one seeds, which is odd, but you had the, the Kansas City Chiefs who've been in several Super Bowls over the last few years. They won the a uh, couple years ago against San Francisco. And then you've got the Eagles who were basically the number one team in the league all season. Everybody, they were like the sin. I mean, everybody was like, this team's going to win it all. This team's going to win. Look at how they're with, they're like winning, winning, winning. If Philadelphia doesn't win the Super Bowl, we'll just be, we'll be shocked. Well, Philadelphia didn't win the Super Bowl. So now everybody's shocked. And right before, right before the game started, this is kind of funny. And then we'll get to the commercials right before the game started. Dak Prescott, who is the cat, the um, quarterback for the, for the Cowboys, for the Dallas Cowboys, arch nemesis of Philadelphia, by the way, you know, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, New York, um, Dallas, and I'm missing one. Philadelphia, New York, Dallas. Who's the other one in their division? Uh, I get it. Philadelphia, New York, Dallas, Washington. Sorry. Those four teams, they all hate each other. Whenever they play each other, it's like the biggest games of the year. They're like some of the oldest teams in the league. They have some of the biggest fan bases in the league, and the rivalries run deep. So Philadelphia fans, I mean, okay, Philadelphia fans hate everybody. Let's be honest. Cowboys fans hate Redskins fans. Redskins fans hate Cowboys fans. New York fans hate Philly fans. Philly fans, they just hate everybody. And because the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott are their arch nemesis, uh, what happens is whenever they see him, they react with boos and hisses and all that kind of stuff. So when the, uh, when the NFL awarded Dak Prescott the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, they decided right before the Super Bowl, they're going to bring him out. They're going to bring him out on the field. They're going to give him the award. It's going to be a big deal. Well, I guess they forgot that there were a bunch of Philadelphia Eagles fans there. So Dak Prescott comes out to win the man of the year award, which you think, I guess the NFL thought everyone would be appreciative of, you know, it's not a You're not playing the guy. He's not playing in the game, but he's just getting this award because he's such a great dude. And we, the folks at the NFL would like to honor him. Well, the Philadelphia fans didn't want to. <laughs> they, they see Dak Prescott as one thing, the enemy. They see him as a bad guy. They see him as the guy that's trying to destroy everything that they want and hold dear in their lives. They feel that Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, all of really everybody else in the league, it's Philadelphia or nothing. And anybody who comes into their um, home to, to fight them or to play their game or anywhere they have to go to fight, to, to win, they see these people as just their nemesis. And they're not going to cheer for them. They're not going to applaud them. They're not, they're not going to celebrate them. They're the enemy. And on a much more global scale, I'm going to be honest with you, I appreciate that. And I believe that the example that the Philadelphia Eagles fans put forward last night in Phoenix, I believe that's an example that this country can learn from. Because too many times lately, I mean, really lately, but too many times this country or this country's leadership has embraced its enemies, has celebrated its enemies, had a, has applauded its enemies. And I think we need to stop that. I think we need to realize that we've got a goal. We think we're the best. We know we're the best. At least I hope we do as a country. And we want to dominate. And we don't want anyone beating us in anything. We don't want anyone coming into our house and pushing us around. We, when we go someplace else to beat somebody, we want to beat them handedly. 
and we don't want we don't want anyone else uh, stopping us. And if we see our enemy in the, in the street, if we see our enemy getting an award, if we see our enemy anywhere in the entire world, that person should not be celebrated. That person should not be given. That person should not be given our props. Like if I saw Xi Jinping getting an award, I'd be like, "F that guy and his stupid balloons." F that guy and his communism and his taking money from us. If I saw Vladimir Putin, like if I went to, um, I don't know, where do I go? I don't really go anywhere. But if I went somewhere and they were like, ladies and gentlemen, before, let's say I'm going to the movies and they go, ladies and gentlemen, before we show you this movie, we would like to bring up Vladimir Putin to receive the man of the year award. And Vladimir Putin walks out there. I'd be like, what do you, this guy does, is w- actively working to destroy this country. Why are you people applauding him? We should be booing him. We should be hissing. We should be throwing popcorn and Coca-Cola and raisinets at his, at his head. That's what we should be doing. So, you know, I understand it's a football game. I understand it's not the, the end of the world, but I, I like the Philly uh, fans mentality when it comes to the enemy. And I think that as a, as a nation, as a country, um, we need more of that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that Dak Prescott got the man of the year award. The game started. Philadelphia took the lead, whatever. Then these commercials start popping up. And, you know, people love the commercials. And the Super Bowl is one of the, it's one of the weirdest things ever. It's one, it's like the only event I think now left where people actually watch the commercials. It's the only event where people actively pay attention to the commercials. They're quiet during the commercials. They don't get up and go to the bathroom during the commercials. They go during, I don't know, chat coaches challenges or whatever it is. They just, they want to see Ben Affleck working the Dunkin' Donuts drive through. And they want to see John Travolta singing Grease songs about T-Mobile. And they want to see, you know, the, the dog grow up with the little girl and live a long, happy life because he's fed the good food. Uh, which, by the way, that's the same food I feed my dog. So I'm excited to see them around for like the next 50 years. Uh, you know, that's what they want. So they sit down. So they don't, they, don't, they don't turn off the commercials or talk during commercials. They watch them. This is a phenomenon that's been going on for a long time. Again, these commercials are very expensive. So I, am, I imagine the advertisers are excited to see that these people, uh, that these people really appreciate them. Um, and one of the commercials was about Jesus. In fact, two of the commercials were about Jesus. Uh, a guy named David Green. David Green is the founder of Hobby Lobby. He got with a bunch of other Christian billionaires or Christian millionaires, whatever, and they bought some time during the Super Bowl and they create, created these ads. In fact, it's a whole campaign. It's not just a couple ads. It's a whole campaign that they created called He Gets Us. And it's about Jesus. Jesus gets us. Jesus gets all of our shortcomings and our, and our sins and our anger. There was one ad about how Jesus wanted us to act like children, unbiased, not racist, no preconceived notions about our brothers and sisters on this country or on this, or on this world. There's a, there was another ad later about loving your enemy, and it showed various different depictions of people screaming and yelling and attacking each other, just black and white photos. And then, uh, you know, it said, hey, we want to, we want to come together. And, you know, and a lot of people thought, hey, Jesus made some Super Bowl ads. About damn time. That's what I thought. I thought to myself, it's about damn time Jesus made a Super Bowl ad. Thank goodness that these Christians decided to put forth an ad. But a lot of people were very upset by it. They were very upset that there were Jesus ads during the Super Bowl. One of those people was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She was not happy that Jesus and that that David Green and that whoever else came together to do this, she was not happy about it at all. In fact, she took to Twitter and she wrote out, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads 
to make fascism look benign. Now, she was, of course, talking about one of the ads saying, love thy enemy, which clearly she didn't get the message for. <laughs> clearly, she does not understand the meaning of the message um, behind that, the, uh, that these, that these uh, Super Bowl ads were supposed to convey. So at least in that one case, I guess they were kind of a waste of money. Uh, but she basically is saying, look, Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. No, because Jesus didn't have any money. And also there was no Super Bowl back then. Uh, but Jesus would get up in front of a large audience of people and tell them to love each other. Jesus would stand up in front of millions of people and tell them that God wanted them to treat each other as they would treat themselves. God wanted, he loved everybody and so should we. God wants you to act as Jesus does. He created you in his image. Love thy enemy as thyself. You know, all that, all this good stuff. Jesus did it. He didn't have a TV show. He didn't have a million dollar Super Bowl ad. You know what he did? He stood on the mountain and he, and he preached the gospel. He wandered around from town to town with no money, with just some, you know, old stanky sandals on. I don't know if they were stanky. Probably Jesus. I, I imagine Jesus didn't have foot odor. I don't know. There's no, there's nothing in the Bible that talks about Jesus um, having body odor at all, but I just imagine he wouldn't. I mean, if you're going to be divine, I imagine, I imagine you're going to, you know, God, you're going to, you're, you're going to not need deodorant or anything. Uh, but anyway, but he wandered and he, and he took to the streets and he told people, here's what God wants you to do. Here's how you get into heaven. Here's what's up. And you know what? If he had access to the Super Bowl, I'm sure he would, because his mod, his goal was to teach the gospel and to teach his, you know, what God wanted and love and patience and peace to everybody. So, um, yeah, maybe I was, he's, maybe she is dumb. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, look, I love her anyway. They say, love thine enemies. Um, they let, they say, love thine enemies. I guess, you know what? Now that I think about it, uh, now that I think about it, maybe those people in Pittsburgh shouldn't have booed Dak Prescott. Nah, hell they should have. Anyway. So that was, that's one of the ads that's making a stir. Everybody's uh, either very thrilled about the Jesus ad or very upset about the Jesus ad. One thing's really exciting though. People are talking about Jesus again. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's, and the Devar, Damar Hamlin, by the way, he was there. People have been saying ever since Damar Hamlin almost died on the field, everybody's kneeling again, but this time they're kneeling in prayer. Everybody's praying again, and this time it's okay. In fact, they, they talked to Jalen Hurts, the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, before the game. They asked him what he prayed about, and he told them. He goes, here's what I prayed about. When was the last time it was okay for a professional athlete to talk about praying or to pray openly? I mean, really, Damar Hamlin, I feel bad that the guy had a heart attack, but he's done an amazing job. He has created or he has reinvigorated Christianity in the NFL. Or, I mean, not reinvigorated. I imagine a lot of these folks have been raised Christian their whole lives, but he's made it okay for everybody to openly practice Christianity again. And, uh, and now we have Jesus Super Bowl ads right there with the uh, avocados from Mexico. It's like avocados from Mexico, Jesus, Bud Light, uh, you know, T-Mobile, and then M&Ms, which uh, were their my ms or whatever. Anyway, some of them were really... Really bad. Look, I know I've been uh, going on and on about these commercials and Jesus and whatnot, but we do need to talk about the balloons because the balloons are a problem. The balloons are a problem. We now have four balloons. Four balloons that have been taken down somewhere around the United States and Canada. The first one we know was a Chinese spy balloon. Why? The Chinese said, hey, that's our spy balloon. Don't shoot it down. I'm sorry. That's our weather balloon. Don't shoot it down. We shot it down. And now the Chinese are like, hey, give us back our weather balloon pieces. All, those, all that weather balloon debris because you shot it out of the sky, 
we want all that back. And now we're diving for it. So I imagine we can give it back to China. Then on Friday, there was another balloon or float unidentified flying object shot down over Alaska. It happened during our show, or at least John Kirby told us about it during our show. Um, and then, of course, over the weekend, we had two more instances, really three. If you think about them closing the, the air uh, space in Montana, we had an incident on Saturday in the Yukon Territory where uh, Justin Trudeau asked the United States of America to shoot down whatever was floating around over the Yukon, and we did. Then there was another one in Montana where they closed the airspace, opened it back up. Nothing was shot down. But then yesterday over Lake Huron, which, you know, could have been the same Montana balloon. Anyway, they shot down another one. Now they're saying these balloons are smaller than the original Chinese balloon. They're saying these balloons don't seem to have as much equipment as the other balloons did. Uh, they're saying that these balloons are not necessarily being used the same way or coming from the same place, or they're not even really sure what they are. They don't even know if they're balloons and they, they're not necessarily round. Some of them have been oddly shaped. Some of them have had been, have uh, looked like pentagons or hexagons or whatever it is. They have little, they have a little payload basket instead of the, the massive, you know, solar panels and whatnot. One pilot, even the, I think the pilot that shot down the one in Alaska on Friday said that it was jamming his sensors or something. So we don't know what they are. We don't know how many there are. We don't know where they're coming from. All we know is that China sent the first one. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure China sent all of them. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure China sent all of them. I think China sent the first balloon for sure because they admitted it. And all of these other balloons seem to be in the same kind of area. They seem to be similar, different, but similar. I mean, why not? Maybe they're testing. Maybe they're like, hey, you know what? We need to test various different styles of balloons. We're going to send the big one up, and then we're going to send all these little ones up too. And we're going to see what happens. We're going to see if we're able, you know, which one works best. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we don't, there's been a lot of theories that these are alien balloons. I don't think they're alien balloons. Call me crazy or don't. Um, I'm pretty sure these are all man-made, and I'm pretty sure they, we all know where they came from. But the Joe Biden administration has stopped speculating as to where they came from or talking about where they came from. And I think a big reason for that is because they came from China. And we know that Joe Biden does not want to exacerbate relations with China for a couple of reasons. Number one, in a war, he doesn't feel like he could beat China, which is bad. You always want the United States of America to feel prepared to take on any enemy, foreign or domestic. You also want the United States of America and the person in charge of the United States of America to know that our military is the mightiest ever. You don't want him to be scared of anybody, but Joe Biden, we know, is scared of China and Xi Jinping. Also, we uh, know that Joe Biden has been compromised by China based on what we've seen in Hunter Biden's laptop, based on the investigations, based on what Joe Biden has said himself. We're pretty sure that the, that the link between the Joe Biden clan and China runs deep and it has been very lucrative for the Bidens and there's a lot of money coming and there's a lot of other uh, special favors and a lot of the Hollywood elitists get a lot of stuff from China, Nike and, and LeBron James and Apple uh, computers, all these people. They are, you know, they are relying on China for their fame and fortune and power. And, and it's very difficult to decouple from that. Um, Joe Biden especially doesn't want to because he knows that his son has no marketable skills. So if his son can't make millions of dollars selling access to China or selling access to top secret documents or selling access to his father, he's, he's cooked. He's cooked like, you know, crack before you put it in the pipe or after you put it in the pipe. Do you cook the crack after it's in the pipe or before? I don't, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not the expert, so I don't even know. I don't know if I ever eat 
if I ever meet Hunter, that's going to be the first question. I mean, hey, clear something up for me. Is the crack, you cook it first or after? Um, anyway, uh, but that's basically it. Joe Biden had, cannot attack China. He's, he's got a different relationship with China than any other president has had before. Well, that we know of. Uh, he's got a different relationship than China, with China than any president should have. Joe Biden's relationship with China is not just two nations battling it out, two nations competing economically and militarily for world dominance. No, his relationship with China is personal, financial, and it's really that of employer-employee. I mean, you want to talk about a conflict of interest, we've got it, and his name is Joe Biden. And that's why I think these balloons, while they are being shot down, uh, you're not seeing a lot of hubbub, you're not seeing a lot of investigation, and you're not seeing Joe Biden coming out and condemning the person who's sending them. That's what the, the first thing Joe Biden should have done is condemned every, he didn't condemn anybody. He said, well, the Chinese balloon, I waited till it was safe and then we took it out of the sky, but he didn't condemn Xi Jinping. He didn't condemn China for spying. In fact, Chuck Schumer went on the Sunday shows yesterday to talk about what a great thing it was that China was spying on us and that we let him do it. I'll play that clip for you during the Marquee show because uh, it's, just, it's just too unbelievable. But that's where we are today. I don't believe that, I don't believe these are alien objects, of course, because, you know, I don't. Uh, but I do believe that these are a threat to us and something that the, uh, that the Joe Biden administration is incapable, incapable, incapable. They're not capable of handling um, the way it should be. And that's a problem. And that may be why one out of every three Democrats says, yeah, Joe Biden should be president. And two thirds of them say, no way, Jose, we need, we need somebody a lot better. All right, listen. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get going. We got the show coming up here at noon today. It's going to be very exciting. Get your Joe Biden top secret document notepads, just like thousands of people all over the country already have. Joe Biden top secret document notepads, 50 pages. They say top secret and classified. They've got the watermark. They're going to make you look cool. Your conservative friends are going to go, damn, that's cool. And your liberal friends are going to go, damn, that is the dumbest thing ever. Oh my God, that triggers me so badly. So either way, it's a win-win for you. And of course, you get these 50 sheets of paper that you can use for notes of any kind. Um, topsecretnotepad.com is where you go. Topsecretnotepad.com. And of course, as always, you can just click the link on bi in the bio if you are uh, watching on social media. Listen, we're going to have a fantastic week. I know it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. We've got some interesting stuff about that. More on the Super Bowl ads, more on Jesus, more on the balloons, everything coming up on the Mark K Show, noon Eastern, 11 Central today, uh, live on the radio and, of course, all over the Internet as well. Be, tune in to that. Tune into this. Sh support this podcast any way you can. If, if all, you're like, all I can do is subscribe and share, great. Do both of those things right now. Because if you subscribe, you're going to get this information every day. If you share, you're going to share this information with other people who may not be aware of what's going on. And if we can make more people aware, then we can maybe bring them over to, you know, the lighter side of American politics, the lighter side, which is conservatism and away from the deep, dark void of the lunatic left. Um, subscribe, share, like, keep listening, uh, keep working every single day with me so that we can all save the republic.